you've taken your first step into a larger world. The Force will be with you. Always. Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, a journey from the Phantom Menace to the rise of Skywalker. Now, here are your hosts, Calvin, Andy, and Wyatt. Hello there. (laughs) Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, a chronological journey from the Phantom Menace to the rise of Skywalker, one arc at a time. I am Calvin. I've seen a lot of Clone Wars. I'm Wyatt. Star Wars. I've seen a lot of Star Wars. (laughs) I'm Wyatt. I watched not a lot of Star Wars this week because the homework was light. I'm Andy. I've seen a little bit of Star Wars, but I've seen a lot of Clone Wars. And now you have seen everything before Revenge of the Sith. Isn't that crazy? I literally sent a text in our group chat like, I am going to cry. I'm going to start crying. <laughs> yeah. This this is crazy. This is crazy to me. Well, and I got to say, like, we're going to when we discuss the later episodes it'll, of this sort of four parter, it'll it'll be as apparent. But like the 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 level of game that the crew is bringing for these four episodes yeah. is insane. The the it's it's as in like in perfect sync. We watched old friends not is. forgotten, by the way. Season we did. seven, yes, episode yes. nine. Before we get into it, continue, Wyatt. Yes, and then and we did only watch old friends not forgotten because that's how we're doing it. We're gonna watch that and then Revenge of the Sith and then the final three episodes of Clone Wars because Calvin and I decided that we're gonna be <laughs> a sadistic. long time ago. We we talked about this basically like. From the beginning of the podcast yeah, was how do we do the Clone Wars finale? Yeah, and I mean, like, there's an argument to be had for having it. I, I I'm gonna say this later when we have seen both of them. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> um, Man, it is just so hard to avoid spoilers. It's getting harder so and harder. We're so close. I know. We, we we could say so many words after next week. Yeah, the look um, of glee on my face. Um, but Calvin, do you want to do a recap? Oh, yeah, sure. I haven't been doing one the recaps we in can, the past couple weeks, yeah. We could do a live recap. We can pull it off. Yeah. Uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin are fighting the droids on what planet, Wyatt? Yerbana. Yerbana. So they are kind of doing, it's a mirror of <laughs> Your the- mama. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I always think it, I thought it looked like Cato Nemoindia, but uh, well, it, it's I, not. For all of, I, hey, that would have been fun if- it had been Kanan Amoidia for obvious reasons that Andy doesn't know yet. Anyway, it's a mirror of the Christophsis battle in the Clone Wars movie. So Anakin goes and feigns a surrender and use, and is able to yoink the strategy droid, the tactical droid, out of his position, kill him. And then the rest of the clones are able to jetpack up and shoot off the rest of the robots and uh, the droid army they get a message from uh commodore what's yularen's rank admiral he's an admiral admiral yularen and he's like fulcrum is contacting you and they're like "Ooh, this is sagarera but no it is actually ahsoka fucking tano and bo katan but anyway ahsoka and bo katan are like look dude darth maul is on our planet we need the clone army's help and obi-wan's like well we can't get into another war Anakin's like, well, we've not finished the one that we started. And Obi-Wan's like, okay, fine. I'll tell Jedi Council about these developments of Maul being on Mandalore. That's the kind of part that I blazed over. Maul is on Mandalore. Yeah, well, and this is sort of like it's paying off the end of the lawless from season five where yeah. Bo-Katan calls for the the uh, Republic invasion. Yeah. 
Maul is on Mandalore. Obi-Wan goes and tells the council about this. And then Anakin and Ahsoka have a little tender heart to heart where she finds out that all the clones have painted their helmets to look like her. And then Obi-Wan rushes in. Anakin's like, but first Anakin's like loyalty is everything to the clones. And then Obi-Wan rushes in and he's like, Coruscant's under attack. We've lost contact with Shakti and the Chancellor. Anakin and Obi-Wan decide to split the 501st, promote Rex to commander, send Rex and Ahsoka to Mandalore with half of the 501st to deal with Maul, and the other half are going to go back to Coruscant and stop General Grievous. Anakin gives Ahsoka her old lightsabers, which he has refurbished, and turn the crystals to blue, which is interesting. And then Ahsoka, Bo-Katan, and Rex go to Mandalore. They make it to the surface. There's a really cool shot of Ahsoka landing and, you know, the iconic thing about the flames. They track down Prime Minister Almec, depose him. Ahsoka and the rest of the clones go into the sewers where she meets Darth Maul. I was hoping for Kenobi. Why are you here? It's not a half bad, Sam. What were impression? I've been working on it. Anyway. That was pretty long-winded, but this is a pretty complicated episode. Not complicated, but it's just like got a lot of really great moments packed into it. There's shit going on. Yeah, Yeah. there is shit. They They are really just like everything is going off at once. Yeah, I feel like this was... It was, first of all, this was the first time I realized how short Clone Wars episodes are because I'm so used to watching them like four at a time at least, if not like eight at a time. And I've never really done the binge model before. So I I, like I've also gotten used to watching them four at a time, but Mm -hmm. it's more noticeable to me when it's like, especially in the earlier ones where they uh, like do a little bit of a recap at the beginning of the episode, like a week has passed. Children, here's what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was here 30 seconds ago. Move the fuck on. Where's the plot? But this was also designed for the streaming model. So we'll see how this goes. Well, they, the beginning was different. Like the opening yes. was different <laughs> this time, which was you know, well, like the first thing I noticed. <laughs> you know shit's going down when they change yeah. either the opening they, or the ending. Or the ending. I know. And that's my thing is I'm like, oh, man, I'm not ready for the silent yeah. thing that I know is going to be coming up yeah. soon. I don't know how to explain the difference. But yeah, I guess it is. It is just more like classic sounding i think it's Star a different wars. horn that's leading in terms of the instruments yeah. um i think clone wars uses a different instrument to do the main dun, 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 bum, and they do it's also the time is different it's 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 different it's a slightly different key too i think yeah and and it's more synthesized i guess I guess like the, yes. the one that played this week sounds very organic like it sounds like this is an orchestra playing this and that's because like, it is yeah they give so, Kevin Kiner, the composer and orchestra for some of the impactful episodes starting in the late times. Uh, the Ahsoka arc from season five, that was all orchestra. Most of the time, though, it's synthesized uh, because yeah. because they spent all their money on the fucking gorgeous animation. <laughs> yeah, but it really makes a difference. I mean, having that opening really uh-huh. just like that was that was impactful without even hearing the plot. And then we just jump straight in. I mean, everything is crazy right now i think that you know to me like i know that at least in my heart like at least what i believe is that that was a, like ahsoka saw anakin they had their little moment but then anakin left for coruscant which i'm assuming is this is now that is leading into the plot of um revenge of the sith is going to be about like this attack on coruscant i'm assuming i can't imagine that it's 
that that Man, what if it wasn't? It? What if it wasn't? It might not be, but like, I'm assuming. (laughs) So, so my, and I'm assuming that that is what is going to, whatever happens during this next battle in Coruscant is going to be what changes Anakin. So therefore, like, this is Anakin and Ahsoka's last, you know, this is their goodbye, essentially. I don't know. Like, I don't think Ahsoka's going to die. I don't think so. Um, <laughs> Everyone, I know. So at this point, people didn't think Ahsoka was going to die. But like for the entire original run of the show, it was just like Ahsoka Tano Death Watch, which not that Death Watch. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> I understand what you mean. Because like Cause no, there cause, is a very plot relevant Death Watch to this episode. Yes, yes. But she's she's not in the original series. I mean, she she originated in Clone Wars. So she's not. Yes, going we've to discussed be that in... on the podcast. That's not a spoiler. She like is involved in the end of the Clone Wars, as we'll see in the Clone Wars finale. But yeah. she was not in the movie Revenge of the Sith released in 2005. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting. So, you know, for us, like this is like Anakin and Ahsoka's goodbye. And I'm curious. I don't think Ahsoka's going to die. I really want to like go on the record and say that I do not think Ahsoka's going to die. I think she's going to come up in other things. I think that that would be like such a missed opportunity to like kill her off and or just have her like go and be like i i I guess for lack of a better explaining it they shouldn't ventress ahsoka i don't think they're going to (laughs) ahsoka and be like hey we'll end her life in a book or some shit but maybe they do and i don't know i will say this is no spoilers i will not tell you where ahsoka is gonna be except obviously in the next episode of clone wars because this ended on a cliffhanger but there was a there was a fandom joke back during the original run that Ahsoka would be like she would she wouldn't die she would retire to a po- a pony farm in the outer rim. So Ahsoka's pony farm was like a a, a joke term for people dying in Star Wars. Oh, that's um, pretty funny. And I actually. was while you were saying that I was like, oh yeah, no, she's gonna get sent to the pony farm, of course. To the pony farm, obviously. Yeah, I feel I feel like probably I think I don't really know I don't really know what's to come. It's hard to kind of try and predict things. But yeah, yeah, this is crazy. I really would have loved to see like a showdown between Maul and Obi-Wan, but I think that's probably going to come later. I feel like. Shut the fuck up, R2-D2 phone. What the fuck phone. was that? That's, it's my um, phone. My phone ringtone is text <laughs> it's tone is R2. R2. Yeah. R2. It's, it's mine, funny. It's relevant. Yeah. Yeah. No, mine is this guy just shouting the word text. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Like you're it just so goes weird. Text. <laughs> Andy, Andy, you're a strange person. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. What was I saying? But yeah. So anyway, let's talk. Let's talk about it. like I'm. I'm. Kinda, yeah. I'm trying to make predictions, but like let's talk about the episode. I really loved. We got so much good Ahsoka shit. I mean the the um painting of clone helmets. Um, a clone fucking died. Who died? Captain Vaughn, but he was new. Okay, because I was like, I was like, this was not. I was like, yeah. am I supposed? Like, obviously, I don't want to be like, I don't care about a clone death. But I was like, were you? Important? No, he's not. So <laughs> no, the only named clone we've got left that we saw in this episode. Did we see him in this episode, Calvin? I don't think we saw him in this okay, episode. Then never mind. Uh, but we do have we do have a couple that you'll recognize still. I mean, like we, we've got Rex and Cody, but like, yeah, Vaughn Vaughn was new. There's one other of the five out first that um, is still alive. 
and still with this team with yes. this with the with the three they call it the 332nd i don't know if they ever actually call it that it's on the merch and it was on the concept art that was teased 11 million years ago at comic-con so that okay. the, the, like that image of uh, the helmet painted as ahsoka was for like star wars fans for several years just a dave filoni sketch and a what could have been so that's for me one of the scenes that i love the most seeing in live mm-hmm. action like that the shot where they focus on the one sort of normal clone with the helmet with the helmet to show like that ahsoka is looking at him is one of my favorite in this episode and really the whole series it's so good I I the, love I no notes on that scene. It's perfect. No notes. The fighting in this is so good. Anakin's battle that that first like oh I surrender and then force yanking that droid. Excellent. So much fun to watch. But then the poor also, clones hanging under the bridge like grumbling. <laughs> no, I know they're like R two. Hello, is <laughs> it we, time? Can we come down now? Can we? Hello? So that was hilarious. That was so fun to watch. And then, and then, and even better, like, hands down, probably one of the best scenes ever was Ahsoka <laughs> being like, I'll race ya. And then just like hopping, jumping, slashing in the air, flipping around, just freeing doing her that little. one clone. Oh, so freeing yeah, that she one saves clone, the clone was so, and, and him being like, thanks, Commander. Uh, well, and, and he also he yeets out, and it's so funny with the jetpack. Oh my god! I also like that Ahsoka doesn't like not to not to deny my girl murders, but I like that she's not just killing Mandalorians anymore. She mostly disarms and is like tr- not tr- It seems in line yeah. with her character development mm-hmm. from the uh, Martez sisters arc, where she sort of refocuses on fighting as as a need to help rather than fighting a war. Even though she goes off yeah. to fight a war, but like she's no longer a Republic officer. She's no longer really acting as a Jedi in, in the sense that we've been discussing the Jedi, especially recently. No, absolutely. I noticed that too. I noticed that too, where I was like, oh, look, she sliced that guy's jetpack instead of killing them. You know, like that was pretty dope. I love, but I love that argument too between. Obi Wan and Ahsoka, and I guess kind of Anakin with Ahsoka Obi-Wan's being like, like, "Who is who is this sassy teenager? We used to be bros." <laughs> it was so good of her being like, "I stopped believing in the Jedi. Other people have stopped believing in the Jedi, but her being like, kind of, you know, hey, I believe in like what the Jedi once were. Like, I believe in what we're supposed to be." not what you are now. And that was like so impactful. And especially after that, then like getting her lightsabers and kind of like, even though she's not a Jedi, she kind of is a Jedi and everyone yeah. still use her as a Jedi for the most part. I mean, the including clones sure do. the clones, the clones. I mean, Death Watch, like Bo-Katan was like, oh, like Jedi. So yeah, Bo-Katan yeah. and, and, uh, ahsoka talking about jedi versus mando stuff is pretty fun i will say that like the way you're interpreting it is like the correct and meaningful way but it also just sort of feels like that argument is like when you come back from your first semester of college and start arguing with your religious parents because you took Mm -hmm. one interesting class i know ahsoka has been gone in like clone wars time longer than like we've given her even even with the dark disciple interlude so it sort of feels like she just she was gone just for a little bit and came back but it's been at least a year i think almost since she's seen anakin time no i mean we didn't see her at all in season six yeah and then she's not 
in and, uh, and she's not in Dark Disciple, and we discussed that how Dark Disciple is like at least months. Dark Disciples like, months. Um, yeah. even but if I feel some like of it Dark runs Disciple parallel has with to be season six. Longer. Yeah, but then we I run into my fucking three years problem, and we can't let me get into that anymore. Okay, no. I know, I know, no. Let's stop talking about the Star Wars timeline. But uh, we agree, Ahsoka. it's been not <laughs> Ahsoka. My cat Ahsoka. <laughs> cat Ahsoka's trying to recreate the uh, the the fight, jumping everywhere and killing shit. <laughs> Do I need to kick you out of my room? Do I need to no, evict you from the Jedi Order? No, this is Ahsoka's episode. We can't kick her out. If you kick her out, you got to play the sad music from the end of season five. Yeah. <laughs> I you gotta hit her with that sad violin. Um, Speaking I of which, like- the music in that fight slash flight scene is great. I I think even as good as it is when she's doing the jumps, when she lands and then gets the the uh, Mandalorian cavalry behind her is it's such it's so good. There's also, like an I, explosion behind her, right? It's the gunship. She the gunship yeah. she was on. She does a cool girls don't look at explosions. Takes on like two dozen mandalorians nearly holds her own and then the cavalry lands behind her because she beat rex by like 30 seconds beat you that i've it's always so found good. as a that's the only line delivery i can tell that ashley Eckstein is 10 years older than the last time she voiced ahsoka yeah but she's also voicing her way calmer in these episodes um which i think is fine for character development reasons but what, what you were saying earlier about like oh the college kid that like <laughs> honestly i think is still like actually very accurate way of viewing this that kind of is exactly what has happened here i mean where she left home and got her worldview expanded yeah yeah she learned about real people living lives other like she she's lived a super sheltered life like as cool and badass as the jedi seem like they are not they don't know anything like they really don't have a clue they don't. Yeah. And that's, I think, where the no attachments rule a, a subtle way where it doesn't help is that they they can't form bonds with people outside the Jedi. Yeah, so absolutely. Even like like it's notable that uh, Ahsoka's friends up until this point have either been Jedi or senators. So it's either her coworkers or technically her bosses. Although I don't think Padme at all considers herself Ahsoka's boss. No. But yeah, I I don't have much more to say about this episode than that, just because overall, while this episode is cool, it's definitely like it's part one. It's part one. It is like the introduction. It is like the surface of like all the shit that we're about to get into. Yeah. And we can't really discuss Maul because he was there for for three seconds. seconds, But he is going. I mean, he is going to elaborate on what he meant when he says he wanted Kenobi. I have just some like as a lover. (laughs) Hey, he's got horns on his head. Hey, and, a, and hey. I guess a robo dick. That's true. You, he That's does. true. He's, he's got, got, the, he's got that, them. Do you remember that episode of Rick and legs Morty now. when um, Jerry was in the hospital and they were like yes. offering him this <gasps> yes. sex toy for a penis? Yes. <laughs> That's what I imagine it was do. like with, with Maul and Mother Talzin. <laughs> well, who? So he loses the uh, Talzin legs and gets some upgraded ones because the the Talzin legs that she created were the clawed ones where he was seven feet tall. Oh, okay. And now he's got the upgraded, like the, the regular feet. human legs. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, then the that's him in the. Uh, this him isn't in, really a spoiler. The him in the mod and shop. He went exactly. He went to Tatooine and got to. <laughs> he's from in the mod shop. That guy getting his robo dick. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. But yeah, I have just a couple things I I like about this episode that I'll mention. Yeah, I love that. So I like seeing Almec again. He he sucks, but he's one of my favorite like slimy 
politician characters. And I love that, like, he's so desperate to do anything to survive and maintain power that the first time we were introduced to him, he is absolutely trash talking the old Mandalorian warrior ways. He is like he is saying that they're backwards savages, basically like he he's all in on Satine's new Mandalorian stuff. And now here he is in ceremonial full Mandalorian armor fighting like he's just such a he's just so full of shit. And I love it. And his armor design's really cool. Politicians. I like that now that Pre Vizsla's gone, we have different Death Watch leaders. We have uh, Gar Saxon and Rook Cast, the tall blonde guy and the goth lady. I also really like the uh, the different from Bo-Katan's like evil Mandalorian female armor design with almost more of like a a, pl- a plated skirt kind of design uh, from the made out of their Mandalorian Beskar armor. And uh, oh, one more thing about Captain Vaughn, our, our no name who dies at the end and who we're like, do we care? Um, but Ahsoka knows his name. Ahsoka hasn't been with the 501st for a year, at least. It's sort of implied, I think, by the fact that none of our like none of our boys are around left, that a lot of the 501st is new clones at this point because they keep dying. Um, but I love that Ahsoka knows the clones' names, remembers them. Like it just is such a good, mm-hmm. subtle restating of her character and why the clones love her so much that they would spend a bunch of time painting their armor to honor her and like really like make her feel welcome again in in their like their home away from home. I love like imagining them all like sitting around in their little like sleeping quarters with their paint and they're like yeah. oh my god Ahsoka's gonna freak when she sees this Rex is going around like, with a picture of her like she looks like this the markings go here and here and here and um, they're all like like sipping glasses of wine like oh my gosh painting party well and Captain Vaughn poor Vaughn's had he has the visor helmet like uh, Commander Cody so he had like a way harder time painting the design on Oh my gosh. It was just so cute. Like that was adorable. Um Oh, I just ha- uh, Andy, I did want to as a noted Anakin fan, I wanted to see what you thought of their like not just their goodbye, but their whole conversation or with the lightsabers. So, I'm trying let me think cuz he said he was like, "Oh, here are these for you. I fixed him up and made some improvements." Yeah. Um so so let's talk about the colors of her lightsabers, because the first one, so she didn't always have two lightsabers. She had one for a while, and that was green. Yeah, the long one, and, and then... And then she got another one, and I don't remember it being as short as it is now. Like, it was shorter. It was. It I was actually think it was shorter short. back in the day. Oh, really? I don't remember it being that short. I remember, like, in this episode, I was like, damn, that is that is a bitty lightsaber. Yeah. But that It's called one a was Shoto, yellow. I think, the mm-hmm. short blade. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was way more of a yellow or green. Um, it's not as yellow as the uh, like Jedi Temple Sentinels, but it's it's not the same like bright green of her regular saber. Really? And now both I thought are blue. That it, I thought it was the yellow like for the. Um... No, it's a it's it's a more of a chartreuse. It literally varies like episode to episode. Honestly, I think too in, yeah. with the lighting. But it is distinctly different from the yes. green, which I Absolutely. don't like. I don't a hundred percent know what that means. Um, we will, but it. Uh, will we get? I don't think we, we get, get any of the... it in the the screen. There is lore about lightsaber colors. Basically, the short version of it because we did see the kids get them. But yeah. basically, the color is determined by your connection to the crystal. 
Ahsoka, I think, I think it's basically as simple as Ahsoka is different when she forged her second saber than when she forged her first one, which makes sense after two seasons of war. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like going back to, and this is non-canon, so I don't know how much of this like was brought into canon, but like in Knights of the Old Republic, when you first get your lightsaber, you get to choose between whether you want to be a Jedi Guardian, a Jedi Consular, or a Jedi Sentinel. Uh, Guardians had blue sabers, Consulars had green sabers, Sentinels had yellow sabers. The only thing Gar- that's left is the uh, the Jedi Temple Sentinels having yeah. yellow, I'm pretty sure. Well, and then going going deeper into it, Jedi Guardians are kind of a little bit more, I don't want to say combat focused, but they're more focused on like active uses of the Force. Guardians that we have notably are like Obi-Wan and um Gaddy Mundi, I think. Anakin. Um Obi-Wan and Anakin. Um the consulars are kind of a little bit more about like the connection to the force. They're a little bit more uh, if a like if a guardian is a sorcerer in D D, then a consular would be a druid. Okay, um, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. So yeah, they're a little bit more just like more passive <laughs> uses about yeah, uh, so that. And then the Sentinels are, actually, I kind of forget what, but yellow is a distinct color. Hold on, let me look this up. Um, but, but yellow, yeah, but- yellow is definitely different in canon. Yeah, and I yeah. kind of took that to mean when Ahsoka got her updated lightsaber color back in season three, that her, her, yes, her as a person had changed, but it had, you know, gone between Jedi, Consular, and Sentinel. Um, name given to one of the three distinct schools, the thought of Jedi sought a balance between the two other branches between consulars and guardians so like ahsoka kind of started out as you know a little bit more of a consular person but you know as she was trained by anakin her saber started to draw a little bit more towards the yellow side this is one where i like i think it 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 may not necessarily have been the intent of the creators but it absolutely fits yes um okay and speaking of intent of the creators i do think it is really interesting dave filoni had some comments on anakin's blue saber making ahsoka's sabers blue as not an intentional one but a symbol of his possessiveness and like because ahsoka doesn't mind because she loves anakin and she is glad to be back and she knows that in some part he's like he was goofing off and maybe have not even really meant to Mm -hmm. um but uh and that like it is more meaningful that he kept her sabers but it is like interesting and Sorry, kind of Calvin. also going into kyber crystals themselves. And yes. this is canon. Like the way that the Sith get their red lightsabers in canon, as opposed to in Legends, is they will like take an actual lightsaber that, you know, like a Jedi used and like corrupt it so that the blade comes out red. We can get a little bit more into Because red looks fucking sick. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, you know, this leads into the idea that, you know, Anakin kind of i don't want to say corrupted because it's anakin but like well i yeah you just said it was might have been feelings definitely had an effect on it bled into the crystal like especially because his connection with ahsoka yeah and his already significant connection with the force which is different than say obi-wan handling it and being a little more reserved and chill about like obi-wan would not have been sort of imprinting i guess on ahsoka's lightsabers or at all using them he would have respectfully kept them in a box in a drawer in a very tidy room. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And when Anakin is going to be, when Anakin was rebuilding his sabers, I'm sure that he was just like pouring all of his love for Ahsoka into yes. that thing, his own emotions into this new lightsaber. 
Yeah, that's what I was thinking is that it was, first of all, yes, though, like with Anakin's possessiveness, I definitely under, like, got that, like, message received because, and I, and I was kind of like, these don't feel like Ahsoka's lightsabers anymore. Like, I was kind of like, I understand that he worked on them and that that was like an act of love, but it bothers me. Like, it, it upsets me because I love her lightsabers as they were. Yeah. But, but I, but that's kind of what my line of thinking was, is that it, it people were really wasn't baffled. like an intentional thing people were baffled when the trailer came out and she had blue lightsabers because they were like it's the what same the crew how do you forget she has green lightsabers but yeah. obviously we didn't know that it was going to be a character moment uh and well, i will say good blue things about ahsoka this fucking outfit oh she yeah. looks great she this looks is calvin's so good. favorite yeah he teased it last time we talked about ahsoka's outfits but this is this is such a cool i have two versions of it on my desk yeah. back in my apartment i love I have the lego her headband specifically go on yeah, yeah. no i just it's, it's such great. a it's she does look great it's a it's in canon like it was given to her by bo katan so it's mandalorian design um it's got i think bits of beskar on it the their armor that they use for or their the metal that they use for their armor and I think it's so cool that like Ahsoka at this point is, is she's sticking up for the Mandalorians. She's sticking up for Bo-Katan. She is is sticking up for a planet in need. She reflects that in her in her outfit. It distances her from the Jedi while still like remaining. It sort of it still marks her as a woman of action. I I really like this. I really like I don't know this whole this whole thing feels very like it it does in a way feel kind of out of nowhere because it's like so, and now suddenly ahsoka is like all for the mandalorians but when i was thinking about it i was brought back to the thing with trace and also like if you were watching this in order that would have just happened the thing with yes. trace but for us it's like no the thing with trace happened first and then but um and trace was like i think this is sort of like where you're supposed to be and I think the outfit, like, in a weird way, symbolizes that and, like, makes her, in the way that she she looks, it looks right. Like, it looks correct. And it feels, it, it, it's very much giving the vibe of, like, this is what Ahsoka is supposed to be doing. Yeah. Whereas, like, with the tube top, it was like, girl, where, why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah. I also, like, I will say the, the Disney Plus Clone Wars season, while fantastic, is short. It's three arcs out of three full seasons that were planned to happen. Um, one of which was adapted pretty much from episodes that were nearly finished with the bad or way closer to being finished with Bad Batch. Include and that included possibly some episodes where Ahsoka would have been in it and may may have included some more Mando stuff. I don't think so though. That Not we know much about. Mando stuff. No, but the most Mando stuff that we would have gotten is dark is um um uh, Son of Dathomir. We would have had, though, some Ahsoka like existing in in sort of this role um, where there was poss possibilities that she would rejoin the Jedi or at least in some ways rejoin the main cast. We talked about that last time with Clone Wars Legacy. Um, so I agree with you that it seems a little bit of a jump, but we we sort of have to assume that the the, the she's leveled up with the character development of the uh, Martez sisters arc. And so this is where she's arrived at. I agree. It's why it's one of the reasons that I like it throws me every time that Bad Batch is between those two episodes, even though it wasn't there on the broadcast. I know why, because Anakin has to be at the Outer Rim sieges per Revenge of the Sith. Um, 
But it is, I think that the her getting on the ship with Bo-Katan to her getting off the ship with Bo-Katan flowed really nicely, even as it was two very distinct and way different feeling episodes. So, so is there anything else we want to talk about with this episode or should we? No, I think that's it. Should yeah. we move on? I mean, like, yeah, I can talk about, I mean, like just my favorite, one of my other favorite moments in yeah. this episode yeah. is made me realize the upping of the animation, even between specifically this arc and the other season seven episodes is um that first time that we see obi-wan in the oh, episode yeah, i wanted to mention the, that when the oh, dust is God. going behind him and his hair is just blowing it's and the lightsaber light is casting Obi-Wan on his entrance. face and well his clothes With the music, are rugged like he looks and, great well and saving commander cody such yeah. a good such a good moment all right andy i know you said you didn't really want to do this but i just kind of want to hear you pontificate for a little bit <laughs> i want you to predict what happens in revenge of the sith that's fine no i just meant early like i didn't i was like i don't want to start with this okay no yeah. i i'm so fine predict the plot of revenge of the sith feel free to go into in, in as deep as you want to i'll just sit okay. back and listen just right. and just i will say no that the story on mandalore will happen in the clone wars yeah yeah so that was that was the first thing i was thinking is that the the th- that revenge of the sith is not about mandalore there's all this sh- and, and i'm assuming that the Clone Wars episodes are happening at the same time as Revenge of the Sith. Yes, like per- this is correct. Yeah. Starting next episode, they will start to refer to things that are happening in Revenge of the Sith that you will not have known about without seeing the movie, which yeah. is why we're cutting it here. Mm-hmm. No, and that makes sense. That makes sense. But yeah, so those are those things are happening together. I am guessing that okay so hold on I'm trying to think of like who was some like the separatists are attacking Coruscant Shakti and the what the chancellor are missing so I I definitely think that there's absolutely going to be like a showdown between Anakin and General Grievous because I mean and I and that's kind of just like not like me guessing i know because they made it such there's such a point (laughs) made for anakin to not have met grievous i think we have mentioned that in passing not as because of that throwaway line because we do well it was so uh I it think was so we did obvious that earlier in the season. Yeah. yeah, well, because we were just giggling about it at one, the one episode where they were running down hallways, the same hallway, and couldn't, like, interact. Well, no, and also yeah. in a Shadow Warrior, when they both oh, had to yes, be unconscious during that, the trade. Fuck that episode. <laughs> that was very silly. I just, um, when Kai and I were watching, we're, we're at that point in Clone Wars, and I skipped Shadow Warrior to get to Umbara. We're just not going back. Good plan. Good plan, honestly. So yeah, so yeah, Anakin and General Grievous are definitely going to show up. I am hoping and I'm believing. No, I don't know. What am I hoping? Well, because at first I was going to be like, oh, I hope that they find out finally that Palpatine is um, Sidious, but I actually don't think they're going to because because in... Phantom Menace, remember, I was like, this is hella sus because they were showing Palpatine. I feel like they were only doing that because that's probably a reveal in the original trilogy. So maybe, maybe not. That's something I would like to happen. But, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to put my money on it. Um, I would love for Obi-Wan to fight Maul, but if Maul's on Mandalore, probably not. Um, Oh, no, he's definitely on Mandalore. I don't know why I said it like that. 
I don't know. What do I think is going to happen? I mean, Padme is going to die. That is something I'm not pretty <laughs> sure about. Padme is going to die or something like terrible is going to happen to her. But I'm definitely. But but because Luke exists. So like when was Padme pregnant, TBH? Like when the fuck did this happen? Because if if there's the no, I am your father moment in the original. Like Luke had to have been born, you know? And also, I don't really know. I don't really know if Leia is like Luke's girlfriend or his sister. I'm like not really sure. <laughs> that is unclear. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so okay. Um, uh, we that uh, Calvin and I have been getting a workout on our poker faces. We're not going to tell you why that's funny, but uh, <laughs> it is. So so, but but if she is his sister, then definitely like Anakin and Padme are popping out puppies. So like, when were they born? So if Padme dies, that'd be a little weird. But like. I feel like Padme kind of has to die. I feel like that's going to be... I feel like, actually, no, because I'm thinking about it, now that I'm thinking about it, in Mortis, we see her getting force-choked, don't we? Or did I imagine that? Or did they imagine that? Yes, we do see a vision of that being had by Anakin. Of Padme getting force-choked? Yeah, a vision is had by Anakin. But what was real on Mortis and what was not? Mm, No, I definitely think that vision was 100% real. Oh my god, the way that I would like like <laughs> sorry, I, hate I was going to say I can't I stand that last episode on Mortis. I was going to no. say something vulgar. Um but <laughs> like the way we'll I was going to be like I was going to be like whose dick do I have to suck to see the alternate timeline where Anakin r- continues to remember that he turns into to Darth Vader. Like who yeah, just, like, he's give like wow. Me- Better yeah. not do that. <laughs> Better not do that. I would literally like kill to see the alternate timeline. Disney, if you're listening, Star write Wars, what this if. down. Star Wars, what if? Yeah. I uh, know I have I have a couple. I, I can't say this. I have a whole list of like seven or eight at this moment topics for episodes of what if. And they don't all end the way that a lot of the what if topics for Star Wars yeah. that I've seen. Have like, you seen Infinity? Inventive. The old Dark Horse series. Oh, no, I haven't. They did this uh, briefly in comics in like 2008. They did a couple like what ifs, but they were, I think, all original trilogy based. So I can't tell them. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we need to have like a sub podcast where it is us being like, and here's the next thing Disney needs to write about Star Wars. Yeah. Hi. It is Welcome half the to- shit we promote <laughs> is just plus. Andy's Andy's unhinged Andy plus uh, <laughs> like, prompts. No, because I that, just like that's that is like how we're drawn in the audience on Instagram. And I'm like, guys, listen, this is the new hit TV show. And I have so many ideas like the plucky, like Hogwarts, Harry Potter esque style. But like, but yes, like we've a talked. Group- of of but like a group of Jedi younglings age up the and age I, up the Jedi Padawans from that one arc and that's basically what we want yeah but then also but then also but then also have like a group of clones too and they like kind of grow up side by side and they're like friends together so like hmm. there are some plots and like they have to work together like maybe they're and guys it would be so good and I would literally kill for it it doesn't make any sense because Kamino and Jedi the Jed the Jedi are trained on Coruscant and the 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 clones are in Kamino. But in my mind, it works. Well, you period. could have it, especially if you had a like sort of stranded plot line, yeah. because yeah. Th- we had those clone 
young, not clone younglings. They're like cadets. That's what they're called. Yeah. The clone cadets, cadets from season two that go out into the field to like cruisers that are far from the battle. So yeah, you yeah. can get clone kids. You could feasibly get clone kids and Jedi kids if you ended up in the same place they could end up staying together. Or like, what if they did like Jedi camp and they were like, hey guys, so we're literally going to send like clone kids and Jedi Here's kids your new boss. together. She's 12. Like, and they're literally like, hi kids, join up with a general. We're going to camp war. <laughs> like we're just... <laughs> camp war. Camp nice. wars. All right. Is the... Okay, okay. Sorry, yeah, I'll we keep talking we, about we, we digress. We digress. Andy, we were talking about Mortis and that final episode right, and Padme. Right. Including Revenge of the Period. Sith predictions. Period. So... Yeah. I do think Padme is going to get force choked probably from Anakin. I'm really interested. I really think Anakin's about to go fucking crazy and kill her. But maybe not, maybe not. Maybe someone else kills her. Maybe somebody, maybe like Dooku force chokes her. We do, have, we do her. still have two Sith running around. Maybe Dooku force chokes her. And then Anakin's like, bah, 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 bah. the thing is, that's like weird to me. And like, <laughs> give, that him, doesn't... give him the full Clovis. <laughs> no, but like, honestly, the full Clovis. The thing that I guess I don't really understand is like, he hates the dark side so much. You know what I mean? Like he, and and I just can't imagine like, no, it's got to be I have a betrayal. Good news. You don't have to imagine after next week the movie is going to tell you. Yeah. No, this is this is my prediction. This is I'm like so in all seriousness. In eight days on Saturday, March 26th, you will be watching Revenge of the Sith. The, What's the, your prediction? The Republic is going to betray Anakin. Like whatever kills Padme, whatever like fucks up his life. It is not going to be the Sith that do it. It is going to be the Republic. And I know that we can get into like, oh, well, uh, it's Palpatine and Palpatine Sith. <laughs> I, so, know what you know. You, I know but what like, you mean. You know what I mean? Like, yes. it's not going to be like separatist Sith. It is going to be either Anakin is going to discover Palpatine or something is going to happen. And it's and, and it is going to be such a betrayal on the side of the Republic and maybe even the side of the Jedi that Anakin is going to go to the dark side. You know what I mean? Because if it was just sort of our typical dark side separatist, I don't think that's like enough reason for Anakin. Like, why would he go to the dark side? You know what I mean? I Like I was saying like, oh, Dooku force chokes Padme. But like, why? That's enough that... to fuck with Quinlan Voss, maybe, but not Anakin. Yeah, like, but, but honestly, it's not. I don't think that's enough to be like, and now I'm going to go to the dark side. Now I'm going to join the people who like killed my wife like that doesn't make sense to me so it's got whatever betrayal happens whatever devastation happens it is going to be on the side of the republic and the jedi i have a question for you sure how do you think the war ends i definitely think that well i think i think the republic is gonna win i think the republic is going to win and it is going to become a dictatorship does that make sense like i don't think because the thing with the separatists is the separatists kind of want individual freedom i don't think that, like they they have joined up together to yeah fight. it's not it's not uh, a coincidence that they're sometimes called the confederacy they're they're definitely the state's rights planets yes they are the state's rights planets they want to individually govern themselves and i'm just thinking along the lines of like what would palpatine want like what is the end goal and i think the end goal is to control the world um and the only way to do that is by like creating the separatists making them seem evil make like cuz that's the thing right like the separatists seem like the worst bad guys in the whole fucking world and then when the republic wins like when there's a republic victory everyone's going to be like woo 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 
And what it's going to become is just like an excuse to force every single planet that is not a part of the Republic to be an enemy. And so it's like everyone's going to have to join and it is eventually going to become. um, I don't know, like a dictatorship. <laughs> Calvin, I just read your last message. I hadn't read it. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. But yes, Andy, we can't tell you, but uh, the movie will. <laughs> I hope I'm right. I hope I listen back to this episode. I'm like not going to listen to this episode until after we watch Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> so I can be like, so I can be like, right, was right about that. Was right about that. Yeah. Was right about that. But I think I'm right. I think I'm correct. I think it makes sense. I think that is like the most logical conclusion to come to. Um, yeah. I will say it, it is interesting having somebody predict Revenge of the Sith, not having seen it, but having seen like all of Clone Wars because yeah. Clone Wars, especially the later seasons, is really indebted to the ideas that are express and the, and the plot points that are expressed in revenge of the Sith. So I will not tell you whether you're right or wrong or whether you're on the right track, but slightly off. But I think it, I personally find it fun and I hope our listeners do too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I know that it's gonna, I mean, and there are things that I know just from like existing in the world. Like I know that there's going to be, Actually, I don't. <laughs> Actually, I don't. Yeah, I, was I mean, like, your really big one is anything? you're aware yeah. of Darth Vader and Darth the Luke, Vader, I am yeah. your father. Spoiler. So the Skywalker connection not being hard to make. Yeah. Um. So that I mean, it's the it's the biggest twist of all time, but it was the biggest twist of all time in 1980, yeah. fully 40 years ago. So uh, before the prequel trilogy was yes. you know, made. And, and we so like. There are, I think, some things that you know from being in the world, but I, I don't think they're actually much going to help you here. Um, yeah. Aside from, but also like it's an ominous ass title. Like it's not, it's not the good happy fun time show. <laughs> like Revenge we're, of the we're Sith? taking you to watch a movie called Revenge of the Sith, the ultimate bad guys of Star Wars. Yeah. It's not, it's not necessarily like. <laughs> well, it's also interesting because it's like revenge for what, King? Like. Have they mentioned? Has I don't know. I think, I think the they closest just that we got it. to was the um stuff between Maul and Palpatine in the Phantom Menace. Yeah. Well, and uh, when he was like, Palpatine has in the past we will mentioned make ourselves pa known. At last, yeah. we'll have our revenge. Yeah. Was there? And Palpatine has mentioned uh, in Clone Wars that there have been past Sith empires, and that uh so that just like there have been periods of sith rule of at least part of the galaxy there is not anymore um and the as per the jedi the sith sith have been extinct for a thousand years so i i would i well, would say so they think a reasonable interpretation is they want revenge on the jedi and the, and the galaxy at large for forcing them to for nearly Into wiping hiding. them out forcing them to do the rule of two and spend a thousand years regaining their power so is the rule of two, that is like a newer development. That is like how to live in hiding. Yes. Yes. It, yeah. It, they, it, lost, they lost the war a thousand years ago against the Jedi. And Darth Bane, who we met briefly in the Yoda arc as a spirit, instituted the rule of two. One to embody the power, one to crave it, pass the Sith teachings down. Yeah, because basically up until the time of Darth Bane, all the Sith were just kind of they fighting just each other for power Jedi, and there were a bunch killing of each other because they were all selfish because all sith are black and white you know absolutes yeah. blah 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 and so darth bane <laughs> just kind of realized that having 
it was best to just have the two so that he realized they didn't that the, wind up wiping itself out. Yeah, that the Sith beat themselves as much as the Jedi and that they needed a radical reinvention. Okay. Excellent trilogy of books. I love those books so much. Yeah, it's it's one of those where you go back far enough in Star Wars, quote unquote, history. It almost doesn't matter whether it's canon or legends because uh, <laughs> it's all legends at that point. We yeah. don't actually know <laughs> what happened that far in back. In a literal sense, yeah. But yeah, so that's that's sort of where we are. You are you ready, Andy? Calvin and I have been annoying about this for almost a year. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy to think like, wow, it has literally been so long. <laughs> well, and we're hyping up this movie quite a bit, but it is like the shift in eras yeah, of Star Wars. So absolutely. Like, like even though even though there will be stories that are set quite soon after it, this is the like breaking point for uh, eras of star wars eras of the podcast like <laughs> i think the thing that i'm i'm not gonna lie i'm i'm genuinely freaked out about it because no because sorry. this is this is what sorry we've not been, sorry <laughs> this is what we've been sort of working up to and it's like once we get to this there's going to, it is kind of like an ending and then a, a, a beginning you know and yeah. that's crazy to me like that that whatever happens next and i know that before we get to the original trilogy we have some other shows to get through that are sort of like in between things but yeah, like they deal overall, with the they deal yeah. with the era before the original star wars and the the world that is established in that but overall and like kind of the vibe that i've gotten is that they those things are more like filler those things fill out the world of star literally wars. yes yeah <laughs> um, um not like filler like the great divide in avatar like yeah. filler like <laughs> Like it, it makes the world full, yes. and I'm really excited for that. I'm really excited for Bad Batch. It fills in the story between like they call the movies the Skywalker saga. Um, that's how they've sort of branded it. So it fills in the gap between the prequel era and the original trilogy era, fleshes out that world, and tells stories with characters in that time. It's not, I would say, necess- as necessary as like Clone Wars is to enhancing the prequels, where like. Yeah. Well, and I also think that's sort of because it's generally regarded that the original trilogy are better movies, like better constructed movies, better told stories. The prequels, as cool as all of the concepts are, and Revenge of the Sith will be, I mean, it's it's it it's was made the right after the prequels. It is, but it's going to have the some of the, the core DNA of Attack of the Clones and Phantom Menace, which is good to say that it's going to be a bit of a mess. It's great. I love it. But it's not like. It's definitely going to have benefit from you having seen now seven seasons of a television show. And so like that, like the Clone Wars, a lot of people, if you want to get into Star Wars, like if you had wanted to get into Star Wars independent of the podcast, we still would have recommended you watch Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think like watching Bad Batch or Mandalorian would be something like super necessary, even if it's fun. I mean, I don't really know anything about Mandalorian, but I know Bad Batch. Kind of. Mandalorian is actually a decent starting point for somebody who knows absolutely nothing, nothing but yeah. ex- but is like sort of maybe saw the original movies as a kid or something. Yeah. But it's not it's not a good intro for the prequel era, certainly. No. Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> and know it doesn't really it tells you nothing about Anakin Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi, R2-D2, C-3PO, all the characters of the saga. Yeah. And well, I know that we've we've sort of mentioned this before. I was talking about this again with my sister today, but like 
this watching Revenge of the Sith would be a completely different experience, and my opinions would be totally different if I hadn't watched Clone Wars. It's I didn't still like good, Anakin. But... Anakin sucks, and I'm sure Anakin's gonna suck in Revenge of the Sith. Like, not gonna nah, lie, he's I can't. Good. Well, if you say he starts, so, he, so Anakin's characterization in Clone Wars is based off Revenge of the Sith. Yes, um, yes, I did know that. Like his and default, even when we start the series, like we start with an Anakin and Obi Wan that are way closer to Revenge of the Sith than the bitchiness of Attack of the Clones. Well, that's good. That they were doing I, at each other. I love how they are in Clone Wars. I feel like, you know, oh, yeah, I they, love his his relationship with Padme is so good in Clone Wars, and like so much shit <laughs> that I think like would not have affected me deeply will because yeah, of I'm very curious how you're going to react to the Anakin Padme stuff just because it's from a different era and wasn't in terms of the context of the show. I've never really thought of it in context of the show, but I'm excited to hear your thoughts. Um. But I will say just in defense of Anakin and that you like you will Anakin and Obi-Wan in this episode of the Clone Wars, it will be they'll be people not animated, but it'll be pretty seamless. You won't feel like, wow, these are completely different characters. They like this does not jar at all when they show up in mm-hmm. the beginning of the movie. I'm worried about their voices. I think their voices are going to weird me out. Well, so Hayden Christensen, for, Hayden um, Christensen sounds way different than Matt Lanter. So Anakin yeah. will sound different. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan will sounds be fine. James Arnold Taylor's Obi-Wan is the next best thing to Ewan McGregor. Yeah. I love Ewan McGregor. Oh my God. God. But it's also like the accent. We talked about because it, the Calvin, accent, but like, the stuff it. in the trailer. But yeah, but yeah we should probably wrap it up. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm very, very pumped. It's like weird to think that like the next time we sit down and record, we will have watched. I mean, the world will have the world will have changed forever. There will be things you know that we can talk about now that like will be i mean that's it's it we can talk about stuff yeah. that calvin and i have been making eyes at each yeah. other for the whole show show i will also you will never notice this because it's an audio medium but calvin and i have pulled off our poker faces better than we have for the entire podcast during andy's predictions and i'd like mm. to <laughs> like to take a moment to acknowledge that high five calvin we did good yeah we just and, high fived uh, our cameras Yep. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure we mentioned this in our last episode, maybe even in the one before that, but we are going to be meeting up here in I don't know, the town we all went to school in to actually like watch yeah. the Sith the first in time, person together. It'll be the first time we ever watch Star Wars content together um as a as a group. We've been discussing it the whole time, but we'll watch it together. We'll we'll live react. I it's think the first it would be time fun. Of us all like hanging out. Yeah, I think it would be fun to I'm record live reactions to certain things. Yeah, Calvin has promised to make pretzels if I take him to the Wegmans, uh, which is a deal I am uh, absolutely willing to make happen. Oh, my gosh. Ridiculous. Yeah, Calvin told me we were FaceTiming. Calvin was like, I want to go to Wegmans. Yeah, I want to go to Wegmans. Was, Calvin was pining. Calvin was y'all, gay pining for the DeWitt Wegmans. I love Wegmans, <laughs> y'all. Like I don't want to get into it, but Wegmans is the best grocery store ever. It is. It we're, is. It is so bougie. We're definitely it. cutting this part out. No, I'm keeping it in. I love. Oh, okay. I, I'm fucking. Join the Webkin, cult of Daddy Wegmans. Wegmans. This is a Wegmans fan podcast. You'll say Webkins. I said Webkins. <laughs> I'm losing it. But yeah, oh. so it's it's really exciting. I'm like genuinely so. Not only is it exciting because like, oh my god, we're gonna get to see this thing. But it's also like we're gonna have kind of like a little a little party. Yeah. And watch yeah, it I together. Mean, Awesome. All right. Well, let's do our outro. Yeah. So um, next time on First Steps of Star Wars <laughs> podcast, we're watching Revenge of the Sith. Hell yeah. And 
uh, it's we finally here, boys. Be, I, 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 I would. I hope we have the energy to watch it on the same night. Um, hopefully, we started around six p.m. or so on Saturday. Um, but like, we're, I want to <laughs> yeah. do Clone I, Wars finale on that I same night too. Andy may demand to see the Clone Wars finale, <laughs> given the events that are set to occur in the movie we're watching. <laughs> yeah, it's all crazy. right. So yes, next time on First Steps of Power Star Wars podcast, we are watching Revenge of the Sith. And then, sh- should I say the episode titles? No, don't. Okay. Especially because, especially redacted. because... Redacted, redacted, and then redacted. Oh yeah, especially because, um, random thought, we actually get episode titles in these episodes of Clone Wars. Instead of like yes. the little maxims or whatever, you know, uh, we get uh, part one, old friends not forgotten part two blank yeah part three blank part four blank so yeah, yeah it, that'll will, be... it won't be like other clone wars episodes where we're like what the hell is the name of this episode again yeah <laughs> anyway may the force be with you swag so excited yeah Wait, guys let's take a selfie are you ready Thank you guys for listening to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast. You can find us on Facebook at First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, on Twitter at First Steps SW, and on Instagram at First Steps Star Wars. You can stream us on any of the major podcast handles, and you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Thanks a lot.